0: Hi, welcome to Steep Me DIY, a Doors at 7 podcast brought to you to shed a light on some of our favorite bands, artists, and creatives alike. Today, we're joined with New Jersey punk band Pollyanna. All right, so welcome to Steeping DIY,
1: guys. Um, How are you guys today? We're good, we're good. Yeah. It's a nice day. It's very hot. I was just outside working and I just got home, so that's why I'm a little late. But I'm glad to be back (laughs) indoors in the A.C.
0: Nice. Feel that. Yeah, it is pretty hot out today. It's a bit of a scratcher. Yeah. How are you guys feeling? I'm pretty good. Yeah. yeah.
2: Not too bad. You know, work today. So happy to not yeah. be at work anymore.
0: That's a good thing. Yeah, happy to just have a day off. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, let's just get right into it. Um, so how has life been for you guys, like, since releasing the album, essentially? is like, anything changed? Um, Anybody want to go? I think so.
3: Yeah, um, I guess for me, um, I, I, are we answering individually? Or are we answering like as a as a full unit here, or is this
0: a? You can do either or. Like it's up to you guys. I think
3: for for all of us, very generalized, it's definitely
0: a big relief for
3: sure to have it finally out. And uh, you know, there's so much anticipate uh, anticipation um, leading up to the release, and now that it's out, it's like. Uh, the reception that we've gotten and the the feedback and and all of the response has just been kind of overwhelming. It's been nothing but positive, which is absolutely incredible and uh, I know for me it's definitely been um life's been a little less stressful you know what I mean like it's definitely a little bit especially now that the we we've also uh just performed at our record release show everything going into that that was um there's a lot of work into that as well so. Now it's just like uh I feel like uh things are a lot more easygoing, you know what I mean? And the response is just so positive. It's it's I'm very grateful for it.
0: Yeah. Were well you said. were you guys yeah. expecting to get like such well reception for the album?
4: I think I knew, I mean, I knew that the record was good and I knew that it was better than our other material. So I like I mean, I would play like tricks with myself, like like when I would listen, I would listen to the record, I'd be like, nah, people are going to like this. There's no way people aren't going to love this. Like, this is a good record. And then I would be like, oh, but what if it's just like the same exact reaction we've always gotten? And it's just like the small amount of people that know us. And it's a very small thing. And then it's over and done with after a few days. And and like it was just like a back and forth thing of like, what if it's the same as it always was and that it always will be? Or like, is this record good enough to be better than that? So the good part of my brain was correct.
0: That's really cool to hear.
4: Yeah.
0: Um, so is it is it true that you guys took, like, a trip to Maine to make this album?
1: <laughs> kind of. We we took a trip to Maine in, like, it was 2020, right? It was, like, August 2020. August 2020. Mm-hmm. And, like, we wrote, I think we wrote, like, one song up there. But, like, that was where, like, the... uh the new vibe came into play. We were like, oh, we should be louder and we should have more like of a punk vibe or you know, whatever you want to call it. So yeah, that was a fun time.
4: But didn't we didn't know an, where in Maine it was. It I was mean, like in the, the middle of nowhere now. because we couldn't find an Airbnb in a, like a cool part of Maine. Oh. So it was just in the <laughs> middle of nowhere, <laughs> which ended up being the vibe. Right. But we That's went on thing. another trip, like I want to say like seven months later, maybe, yeah, like six, seven months later um, or six. And that was like the record of where, that that was the the trip. We went to Pennsylvania um, in the winter and that's really where we wrote the record. Like we went on a trip to Maine and that's where, how the record was kind of born. But then the second trip, um, which was with Jack because he couldn't make it on the first trip. That was where we actually uh, had, we, we, we demoed seven out of the 12 songs. And um, I want to yeah. say- Half of them were written there. Like oh, really? Some of them were written on the spot. A lot of parts were written on the spot. So that second trip is really like a lot of the writing pro- process. Yeah.
3: For sure. Like we uh, like we went into that cabin with only like two or three songs and maybe an idea or two. And uh, Jack brought his recording equipment with him. And we left the that cabin in uh, Benton, Pennsylvania, with, with seven demos ready to go and uh, a couple ideas as well to build off of that led to the rest of the record in some ways, for sure.
2: That's really. I cool. think the
1: funniest part about that trip is how we left because it was like a huge snowstorm and the driveway was like a big like S-shape going down. It was like very steep. So we couldn't have our van at the top because it was just all icy and there's no way we could have driven it down. So the Airbnb owner had his neighbor come up with a tractor and we were loading our amps and Jack's computer and our luggage into like the bucket of a tractor going down this icy hill. Wow. And
4: the, the, Not only that, but we didn't write, we didn't demo all, demo or write all of those songs until the very last day of that trip. And we weren't even supposed like we got stuck Cause it was like during a crazy snowstorm and we got stuck there. Like we couldn't leave or get out of the house for, so we had to stay at the Airbnb like longer than what, the time that we had had paid for. Um, and that extra day that we spontaneously had is when we demoed and wrote all of it. So.
1: Oh yeah. Can,
0: yeah, yeah. Wow. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. At least you guys have like that story you can tell too about how. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And stuff.
2: Yeah, imagine crazy. if you never got snowed in.
4: Right? <laughs> right? That would have wow.
0: sucked. Did um, did you guys have any specific songs you enjoyed more than others when you were creating it?
3: Hmm. Like in the writing process or in the uh, recording process?
0: Uh, I'm going to go with both, honestly.
1: <laughs> uh, I don't... Mm. There were I, definitely some songs that came more naturally like uh like the song slut was like i feel like that came about
4: not pretty naturally. quickly.
1: you don't think so no okay, we, you know, that, we played around
4: not, with that song for years
1: yeah that's, so wow. that's the same with okay like okay we had so many different arrangements of that song yeah and like we kept on trying stuff even up to the studio like in the studio we changed we changed a lot of the uh, album but The song, I think, I think Pixie, we kind of had that pretty quickly. Yeah. And like, that was was I was actually going to say
4: Lush was a song where we thought for sure it was like the perfect structure in the beginning. Like, I loved the way it was. I was like, we're not touching the way that this is. Like, this song is finished. And then we got to the studio and it's totally different. But (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I loved, I loved Lush. Like I thought Lush was going to be like a really big song um, before the studio. And then once we got to the studio, there's there's songs that I didn't think, like nobody thought that Jado was that cool of a song at all until the studio when we were all like, holy shit, the song is great. So a lot of the songs, re- like the songs that we didn't hear that life and love to like, relevant love, love and life, um, came together in, like, in the studio. And then there's songs that, you know, some came together before the studio, but...
2: Right. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah, Lush is actually one of my favorites on the project, actually, so it's really interesting to hear that.
4: Oh, really? Oh, that's yeah. cool. That was, That's actually the only song that was from start to finish written on the spot in that cabin like there wasn't even that idea there there was no that didn't exist until the cabin like it wouldn't have existed if it wasn't for that i
1: I think we did the whole song there too
4: we did the whole song there yeah
1: yeah yep
0: that's pretty amazing right (laughs) um
2: i was actually gonna ask um when you guys were talking about like how you didn't really know where you wanted to go with this album because you're like oh we don't know if we want to continue like where we were at with the first one like i feel like that's always a big thing in an artist's career like the sophomore album did you guys like did it bother you at all did it push you to change the sound like
3: so i think with this record slime um there was definitely like i guess the creative input was definitely split a lot more Mm -hmm. it was split in four ways i wouldn't even say evenly but like like This was the records that from start to finish me, Jill, Brennan and Jack all had a say in and all brought um, influences that we grew up listening to ourselves to the table. And we all kind of collaborated on that. And uh, this was definitely that record that like, I like to think this record kind of wrote itself in a lot of parts because like, obviously it was kind of, conceived during quarantine so there was a lot of all of those feelings of being trapped inside you know shit sucks etc cetera, etc cetera. it's like um but I, I like to think we all really had a, a hand on the wheel in steering how the record came out and like there wasn't a time where we like where we all decided like oh we need this to be more heavier oh we need this to lay back a little bit it just kind of happened you know what I mean like depending on which song it was there was definitely a feel to it and then from that initial feel of how that song started out we would just kind of layer in and and make it work and ultimately that's how this record came out i don't think there was any like like um i i, I do remember actually kind of feeling like yo this is gonna be way heavier than sugar Cup. yeah don't
4: but you guys remember rent after what's up you- joe don't you remember when after we did de- we demoed and we recorded all the thing all the song like, we did half of them we, we recorded half of the demos in the cabin we all went downstairs to the kitchen and we sat down and we were like jack said something and he was like this is heavy like this is way heavier than our last stuff and i was like oh shit like should we not do this like what if what if nobody likes it like like maybe we maybe we should kind of tone it back a little bit like i re- I remember feeling really apprehensive about it like being like mm-hmm. oh like I, I don't know like maybe like what if no like i don't know if we should go in this direction
1: and now oh, we're all just like nah
2: we're doing it
4: <laughs> yeah and and now i'm like oh we could have been more heavy on this record <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: That's so cool to hear. Yeah, that's exactly like what I was kind of looking to hear because it's always the challenge when it comes to that because you're establishing your sound with that first album and then you're going into that second one and everybody's like, man, what's to come, you know? So
4: Yeah, yeah. For sure. And it's crazy because like we get the biggest responses and we have the most streams like on our heaviest songs. Like people like the heaviest ones for some other reason. So no going works. back. Yeah, no going back now. Yeah. <laughs> Brandon actually just texted me uh i i think it was this morning or yesterday saying help i can't stop writing really heavy riffs they're too heavy (laughs) so we'll see yeah it's definitely
1: too it's definitely like because i've been listening to like a lot of slayer recently so it's like a lot of that and even that's like too much we can't we can't go that far yet (laughs) we gotta build up to the slayer phase
0: one day (laughs) that's really cool um so you guys also just signed with i surrender in 2021 right how has yep. that whole experience been?
4: It's definitely been life-changing for us yeah, yeah. career-wise. Um, yeah, sure. yeah. Uh we met with Rob in May of 2021. And uh once we learned he was vegan, me and Dan were like, yeah.
2: Cause we Hurt. were like,
4: me and vegan <laughs> me and Dan are vegan or two. Uh so yeah, we uh we signed the Ice surrender in uh, June and um It was it was the first label that we've ever signed to, obviously, Um, but it's really nice because like they're very much like you know they don't the difference between I surrender and like a lot of other labels is that like they're not they don't have 15 bands they don't even have 20 like they they have like small like a very very small roster like they don't sign that many bands they sign like one band per like two years Um, so the focus is very very close. You know what I mean? Like we're, we're very close. Like, you know, we could, we could just text the label if we need anything. And it's just like, it's a, it's a close family, you know? So they care very deeply for us. um, I think so. It's, it's really, it's really nice because it's like the whole team is kind of just like a family, you know?
0: Yeah. Right, because it's always nice to want to be working with people who want to actually see you grow rather exactly. than getting numbers for them. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So
4: it's it's definitely been a ride and and we're very thankful with the decision that we had made. Um and it's it's helped us a lot, like with yeah. everything. Like I we wouldn't have been able to do pretty much anything um the way we did it with slime if we didn't have I Surrender on our side doing, you know giving us what we want and rooting for us and believing in the uh, demos that we had sent them in the first place.
0: Right. That's really good. Yeah. It's yeah. nice when you hear about people who like that label that we're working with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
4: Yeah. We're, we're fortunate. Okay.
0: First sign with them, too. They definitely, like, exceeded
3: our expectations and, and what we were, you know, hoping for, which was really awesome. And as Jill said, it's a very close working team and it's not a lot going at once they're not just like uh here take this i'm busy you know what i mean they're they're you know working with us there and they also one thing i want to mention is they because of that record deal we were able to kind of give life into sugarcoat our our ep you know what i mean like we released that right like right at the beginning of quarantine it feels like and um because of that it kind of flopped so we didn't really have much room to grow with that EP but luckily signing to I Surrender they were able to give a little bit more life into that record we released the deluxe of course and we were able to uh
4: get make some more vinyl.
3: For it for sure so we were I just um... got
4: vinyl we got
0: vinyl Sugar
1: and it's vinyl. available now you can oh, buy nice. it. Oh.
0: very cool that's really cool I'm glad that you guys got to like get that pressed too
4: yeah yeah, yeah. and and like i surrender is great because they 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 love vinyl and so like we're fortunate to, enough to like have cool ass looking vinyl for uh, sugarcoat and we have two different variants for slime so we're we're very happy
0: that's so good um so w- following up with like signing and all of that do you have any advice to like current like diy bands that are like trying to get to that point in their music career
1: you just got to find the right spot. Like, don't be, uh, like, I'll also, like, you know, this is very new to us, too. So, like, I'm just saying what worked for us is just being, you know, open to everything. And you, you got to, like, know what you're looking for and, like, what kind of label, you know, because there's so many labels out there that are for, like, all different genres and sizes. So, it's, like, you could find what works for you if you put the effort in.
4: I also, I, I agree with that. I think helping like, like the, the biggest thing with like going forward and like signing to a label or just like, you know, a DIY band, like trying to like go to the next step um, is like taking advice from like everybody. Like you don't have to, like you can take everything with a grain of salt, but when you're less, when you're not stubborn about things and you're open to hearing everybody's different perspectives on how to do things because like 10 different managers or 10 different like they'll tell you the same general things but everybody does things differently like not one same thing works for every band you know and like everybody has their own methods and this and that and, and their own ways of, of doing things and like listening they're, they're all right in different ways so listening to all of those people or or industry professionals and taking it with with a grain of salt and figuring out like just trial and error of like what works for you, that's the best way to go about it because everybody's most likely, unless they're an asshole and they don't know what they're talking about, they're probably gonna have some good advice which you should take into consideration. Not every word go by exactly just one person, but I just think like listening to other people's advice and like being open to accepting that help um, and not just thinking that the one way that you want to do things is going to work is is the biggest thing, you know. Right.
3: Very. Well I'd said. like to. Um. I'd like to add, you know, if you're a DIY band trying to take that step out of the DIY pile, rather, it's like be hungry and have a plan. Like whether you have label support in the near future or not should not dictate what you are going to do and what your plans are you know what i mean like um be confident in yourself be confident in your sounds um have something to give and don't stop sharing it either you know put in the work um advertise yourself go go promote yourself at shows you know what i mean run lines do do all the things just get your name out there the best way you can and eventually people will notice that people will pick up on that and they'll start giving you that advice that jill's talking about you know what i mean it's up to you whether or not you take it and what you do with it but ultimately you got to stay hungry for it and you got to put in the work it's it's you know some people get stupid lucky you know um i feel like we got lucky in the sense that we were able to have an offer brought forth to us from i surrender so and but that was only because we put in the work, you know, we had a vision for what we wanted and we were hungry for it. So we got lucky there, but um, you can't expect anything either. Um, don't, don't set your expectations too high because then you're doomed to fail. In my opinion, just keep putting in the work where you're at now, make sure everyone hears what you're doing um, to the best of your ability. And uh, don't stop that, you know, not for a second.
4: Yeah. And to even add the, add to that, like, we like when we had pitched to a few labels and i surrender like shot us an offer i want to say when a few months after brandon joined the band and we were doing this for a while like we've been a band me and dan have been going for this like doing the same thing and it essentially the same project since we were 14. we pitched to labels uh, like a shit ton like we pitched to like a lot of labels and not one was interested we all we got turned on from every single label. This is in 2019, and that didn't stop us from from making like a, like cool music videos for Sugarcoat and like doing what we could. You know, like we still did our best. We still went on tour. We still like did what we could. And and, and then like even though it was like discouraging, we came back, repitched to labels, and then now here we are with I Surrender. So it's just like sometimes it's just not going to work. And then you, you try again, eventually you keep going independently. You try again next year and then it might not work again. Then you try again the year after and maybe it will
0: work, you know? Right. Just got to keep at it. Yeah.
2: And it's super motivating. honestly. It's really good to hear that, you know, because it really is all just the grind. You got to just keep on going.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. For sure. Those are all such great answers. I'm like a little starstruck here.
2: Yeah, that kind of relates to one of my questions where, like, I kind of was just asking, like, what made music, like, more of a profession for you guys rather than just a hobby? But I feel like you kind of answered that almost in that question.
4: I mean, we always wanted it to be a profession. I think all of Mm. us always wanted that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, when we were, like, kids, we didn't know what the hell we were doing, and it was just fun. But, like, even when it was just fun in, in my, like, you know, in my small brain when I was 15, like, I was like, if we were able to do this all the time, then
0: that would be, that would be fun all the time. Mm. So. And now you guys get to do it all the time. Yeah. (laughs) So that must be pretty rewarding. We'll (laughs) We'll, we'll get back to you when we don't have jobs. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Um, So the last thing I actually wanted to – oh, I had two things, actually, I wanted to ask you guys. So you guys are about to go on tour, right, like uh, in the fall? Oh, yeah. What are you guys most excited for that?
1: Literally just about the last question, just to be able to do it every day, you know, because, like, when we're on tour, that's our only responsibility is to get to the next show and put on a good show. And, you know, that's what I like doing. Yeah. I just want to get out there. Yeah. World said very
4: nice yeah I think like we went like seven months without playing a show until this like this literally four three four days ago when we played our release show and like we knew we were all kind of like getting it's it honestly kind of like I don't know if you guys can agree with me but like it kind of felt like cabin fever and then once we played the show I was like oh my god this is what we were missing out on this is why life sucked for like seven months this is why everything (laughs) sucked because we didn't do this You know, and like it's just like there's nothing better than that, in my opinion, like recording is like amazing. That's like probably my another favorite thing to do. But like I think the number one thing that is my favorite thing to do being in a band like playing music is being able to play live shows, especially if it's every night. Like that's my number one favorite thing out of everything that we have to do that we want to do that's creative that's fun that's musical um it's just it's like the greatest time you know it's the greatest experience and um touring is is just like the 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 greatest thing because not only are you playing shows every night with your best friends but you're you're traveling Mm -hmm. so that's what I'm most excited for like traveling
3: I, I definitely I absolutely agree with that and I think uh one other thing worth mentioning about this tour that I'm most excited for—two things, I guess—is this is our first time going to the West Coast. Um, we've, we've, Jill and I have been touring for since we were 16 years old, but we've never done a full U.S. all the way out to the West Coast. We're from New Jersey here, um, and that's something I'm really looking forward to, as well as all of the food from everywhere. There's so much. That's good what food Jack there. would say.
4: Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> Jack what Jack would say. Would food. food. If yes. was here, he would say food.
3: Exactly, yeah. So um, definitely, definitely the food. Well, I'm also super stoked to be touring with bands like Forever Came Calling and, and Home Safe. I've, you know, looked up to them since I was a wee little lad and here I am opening for them. So that's fun fact. extremely excited about for sure.
4: Uh, fun fact, me and Dan, when, so before we went by Pollyanna, we went by a, another name when we were like, before uh I think we changed the band name to Pollyanna when we were seventeen or when I was seventeen, um in twenty seventeen. Anyway, uh I think it was the it was January of either twenty fifth it had to have been twenty sixteen. We played with Home Safe we played with Home Safe and I don't think they remember and I hope they don't remember because we sucked. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> now it all comes full circle because we're going on a tour with them.
1: <laughs>
3: you remember that Dan? I do, yeah. That was that game changer, game changer world. world. Yep. Awesome. Age. We were the opening bands and uh, yeah, <laughs> cool. Cool. full circle for sure. That is a fun fact, for yeah. sure. That fact.
0: Wow, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, and is it true that you guys used to follow like the warp tour? I think I saw that on like yeah. TikTok. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I for uh, for a couple years, um it was
4: 200 in 2017 20, we did a little
3: bit yeah 2017 we did for like a week uh and then 20 2018 the last year of warp tour jill and i were just like screw it we're doing as much as we can and uh we hopped on and we we were just hustling lines every morning uh accepting donations for these cds that we printed ourselves that we burned ourselves in on on a laptop in the in the truck we were driving in and uh yeah we 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 followed Warp Tour for for a pretty substantial amount of time it was like just over two weeks I think and And then we
4: became we became a catering band we like somehow got ourselves in and um Dan you could talk about the uh the catering life catering band life
3: yeah yeah being being a, a band following and and running lines and stuff you'll also bump into other people um, and one of the people we bumped into was actually a caterer which was a band who was on the tour as a uh, employee so essentially what a catering band on the warp tour is is you're essentially helping out with the kitchen uh you're serving the band's food and stuff and it was so awesome for us because we were like we were these two like 17 18 year old little you know punks just serving scooping green beans and freaking rice crackers onto our favorite band's plates who were playing that day and another cool thing about that was we were able to eat the food after we were you know done doing that so we were fed for bragging which was pretty (laughs) what what'd you say brendan he said oh (laughs) quit bragging
1: no it was green bean and ritz crackers
4: oh that's (laughs) not even the worst of it i brendan you know what i had to do And I remember contemplating my life at this part. We had to, I had to, Dan was doing not dirty work. I had to squeeze meat out of this tube, like plastic tube. And it was like meatloaf or some shit or like for chili. And I had to squeeze them and my hands got covered with meat. And I had to squeeze the meat and it was like, like into this big (laughs) pot. And I had to do it. And I remember squeezing the meat out of the tube into the pot and I was like, Wow, I would do anything to play in a band because this is fucking horrible.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's pretty much the gist of catering band. It's like you were given pretty much access, full access to the tour, um, so long as you were helping out around the kitchen, helping out uh feed the bands and stuff. And um because of that, because of us being able to work our way into catering and then work our way up to full access passes of the thing. We were able to actually play a date or two on on Warp Tour um before unfortunately we had to stop following due to a uh, car accident where uh Jill and I almost died. But here we are, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Holy moly. Yeah. But
3: yeah, that was that was our Warp Tour experience. We were Hustle the Lines, City to City. Uh I didn't have my license at the time, so Jill was the one freaking hauling the country. Bad props to, to Jill for that. Yeah, that um, that's,
4: why, that's why we're very uh, careful on tour. And we try to break the drives up very evenly and make sure that we're all not tired. And it's just, it's like that. That definitely made me want to be more cautious and like be very careful. Of-
1: we're very tame on tour. We, we don't go to like bars. We, we'll go back to the hotel and make like vegan mac and cheese. You know,
4: (laughs) they don't like too much cookies.
1: Yeah. Well, i have a tummy ache and have to sleep in the middle between the beds.
3: (laughs) The one thing I wanted to add about the work Tour thing is I think it's super cool and humbling that people are like DMing us with pictures of the CDs that Jill and I were handing out. And Mm -hmm. like, just being like, yo, the new record's insane. I still have this. Um, congrats keep it up that type of stuff to me is like what it's all about it's really cool to see just random people we promoted to on those uh, lines of warp tour just like dm'ing us and yeah. being
0: what we're doing now
3: yeah
0: all right continue wow that's really cool <laughs> though that you can see that there are people who have been yeah. following you for that yeah, long they, yeah yeah it's yeah. really
4: cool like there's fans from warp tour that like are still fans now so
0: it's cool those were all of my questions specifically kurt i don't know if you had any more on your end
2: um, I mean, nothing super deep. Honestly, like, I was just going to ask the typical question, uh, where's the name from Pollyanna? What's the inspiration? Because I think Green Day instantaneously, so. Yeah.
1: It copied us. It's actually, uh, this band <laughs> North Star put out an album that we all really love. And, that's uh, not
4: true. <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> Everyone asks us that, though. There's a, there's a North Star album. Is that what it, the album is yeah, called, Pollyanna? Yeah. But that's not it.
3: They, uh, ben, I think, found it in a dictionary. Yeah, I we Jill and I were in art class our junior year of high school, and I was just flipping through a dictionary because we were planning on rebranding, and I found this one word that described us to a T, which was illogically optimistic, and that is exactly what Jill and I are. So yeah. I was like, hey, that's a good one. How, how do you feel? And Jill said, I love it. And that's how Pollyanna came to be.
0: Yep. Hmm. Very cool.
1: Yeah, there's no, like, crazy lore there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Word in a book. But it's very and... fitting, I think, with, like, the definition. I think it makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah for I, sure. I think it's a good name for you guys. Um, for wasn't, sure. Wasn't the original one, like, Chase the Sun? Chasing the Sun? Chasing Down Sunsets. Chasing Down Sunsets. <laughs>
4: That's when we played with Home Safe. Gotcha. Wow. That's really cool, though.
0: Um, yeah. So now we're going gonna... um, you
4: to... You did your research.
0: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I literally was like, I got to make sure I at least know something while <laughs> 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 talking to them. <laughs> um, yeah. Plus, I was, I, I really did enjoy your guys' album a lot. So I wanted to, like, thank you know, immerse myself. Um, yeah. We do this segment, though, called Reddit Roulette. So I'm basically going to give you guys two headlines for two Reddit threads. And you guys can pick which one you uh, you want to hear. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what I have, these ones are, like, fairly tame. We didn't want to go too crazy with them this week. Um, so they're both from a, am I the asshole thread? So here's the first one. Am I the asshole? I went on vacation with my friend and her family, but they kicked me out. I got my own room and I stayed. Am I the asshole for staying and not going home? Like asked, or am I the asshole for blowing up at my husband for messing with my alarm and causing me to miss my exam?
1: <laughs> I like the first one because if that, like, that was me. I would have stayed on the vacation. Yeah, too. That's, that wrong. sounds like that
4: sounds like you wrote the first one, bro. <laughs> right.
0: All um, right. I
4: think neither neither of them are the asshole.
0: Right. I mean, yeah, I agree with you on and that one. <laughs> if
4: Somebody messed with my alarm, and was the reason why I was late to work. I would definitely, I would definitely not talk in like. A, I would try to not like scream, but like I would definitely be like, <laughs> "What right. the fuck?" Yeah. You know. It would be like a more of a high register
1: tone
0: (laughs) which is like fair you know yeah and then the other thing like i don't want to go home you know yeah
3: wait so the first one was the person's an asshole for not going home when they were asked to and the other person asshole because or may or may not be an asshole because they got their alarm screwed with
0: and she was she blew up on her husband threw up. She blew up like she got mad at him. <laughs>
1: okay. Um Both I think there are
0: more cool. details Final as thing. to why they're so mad.
1: I say the first one. That's my vote. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. First one. All right. I am in college and my roommate from last year, Meg, whose family is very rich, said she could bring a friend on vacation. It was kind of awkward because she told me I was her third choice, but her family vetoed the first two because they didn't want her bringing a boy or this other friend of hers that they did not like. Her parents bought my plane ticket and booked the resort, which was I was very grateful for, and I saved a lot of my own money so I could make sure to buy my own food, activities when I'm there, and to treat their family to a dinner as a thank you for the ticket. But when the trip started, it was bad. It was her, her mother her father two of her father's friends and her three brothers going so like they got a whole gang with them on the flight they all sat in first class and i was the only one who wrote an economy but i didn't say anything because why would i argue about something like a free ticket the first night they went to a grocery it turns out they wanted to cook at the resort kitchen for the whole trip and by they wanted to cook it actually turned out that they wanted me and meg to cook I wasn't warned about this, but it turns out Meg's family is super traditional that they see cooking as a woman's job, and her mom had just had hand surgery. So, like, that's your first red flag there. (laughs) So, it was her and Meg cooking every meal for six men and her mom. I, I can't cook well. I know a couple staple meals to feed myself, but since I rarely eat meat, I don't know how to cook it. I'm also okay at cooking for one or two, but I have no practice cooking for a group of nine. I screwed up undercooked chicken and overcooked some steak, and her father was angry with me. I got short with him and told him that if he knew how to do better, he could pitch in instead of standing around criticizing me. He got furious and said that this was his vacation. I said that I was trying to have a vacation, too, or did they invite me to be an unpaid domestic servant? Sorry, this is like a mouthful. (laughs) Meg's parents and dad's friends got angry. I said that and started yelling at me. The argument escalated and I sarcastically called myself the help. His dad snapped at me and told me to get out of their suite and to go home. Didn't tell me how to get home or how they expected me to do that. I left and called the airline with my ticket and asked them if they could do anything to prevent anyone from modifying or canceling it. They let me set a passcode and no changes could be made to the flight. Then I went to the resort desk to ask about rooms saying I was stranded unexpectedly. They actually did have some affordable rooms, so I was able to book one. I got a discount, and I still had money to do touristy stuff. I went sightseeing and relaxed on the beach for three days, and then I ran into her parents. They were taking a walk and did a double take seeing me on the beach. They said they thought I was going home, and then I I decided to stay. They were angry because they saw me staying and using the return flight as a having deceived them into thinking I couldn't afford a vacation and using them for flights when I actually couldn't afford things. Am I the asshole for staying on that vacation and using the flight home? Or should I have gone?
1: Nah.
3: That's <laughs> crazy. Well, her, her parents, yeah, that's, that's dumb. She's not an asshole. <laughs> She's not an I asshole. I agree. So, kudos.
1: Yeah, I blame Meg.
0: Yeah, for real. What was <laughs> Meg doing?
1: You
2: should have yeah. forewarned
1: yeah. her.
0: Like, should have told her. Yeah. Bad, bad friend. Really bad, bad friend. friend.
1: Who goes on vacation to cook every night?
0: Right? Like, I get it. Like, maybe, like, doing it once or twice while you're there to save some money. But, like, every single night? It's
4: yeah, like you're staying perfect.
0: at home at that point.
4: We're forgetting about the misogyny
0: part. Yeah. Like, also, like, the fact that only the women were cooking there. And there's, like, <laughs> yeah. a majority of men on the and trip. And the dad brought his two friends. Yeah. Like, there's grown men who know how to cook there. So.
1: Yeah, they probably would have cooked just, like meat low for, like, you know. <laughs> Burned it. Frozen chicken patties.
0: <clears throat> just all that processed garbage.
1: And Damn, hold on. You about to drop a beat?
0: The mom had a had a burnt hand. A broken hand. She had just, like, had hand surgery.
3: I mean, like, I'm with y'all on everything else, but, like, at, at, at worst, right, the mom could have been, like, hey, like, season that a little more or whatnot, you know what I mean? Even though this whole thing's already a <laughs> yeah. fuck scenario, you know, <laughs> like, she should have gotten out of there from the minute she heard she was the third choice but uh, yeah I don't know I don't know dude like take advantage of that you're at a resort you're on vacation you know you don't need your friend's family to enjoy that so
1: right I, like there. There. I wonder where it was
0: I know it doesn't I was say curious though. I tried to read in the comments to find it it doesn't mention it yeah but yeah that was the no, red like roulette for you today it. i love it thank you thank and you. then the last thing we do on the show is have you guys ever heard the game we're not really strangers
4: i yeah. think so so yeah uh, i just forget what it what it
0: entails so it's this game in this little red box yeah it's like known for the red box I uh, played it before. Yeah, it's very it's good game to help like develop relationships with people and to yeah. get them know to know them better. So what we yeah. did is we pulled a card to ask you guys today on the show. Ooh. So the one oh, we cool. got here for you guys is how does one earn your vulnerability?
3: Ruin mm-hmm. my vulnerability?
0: Earn.
2: Earn, earn it. <laughs>
4: Uh, that's such a hard question
2: Mm -hmm. yeah
1: -hmm. (laughs) I'm gonna have to try like a
3: complete stranger how does one just win me over like that is that what you're saying
0: sure like how does one get the chance to get to know you like how do you let someone in what's the tell
4: I have to like you like I have to I have like I I use like first it's the vibe You know, it's the, it's the energy that I get from the person. Then the second thing I look for is, is that person only, only, only talking about themselves. And when I say something, do they push it away directly after I say something about myself or do they also, are they also able to have a conversation versus just listening to them talk? That's my biggest thing of like, am I going to shut you off because you're, you're just talking about yourself the whole time. Um, and you're, you only like to listen to yourself talk. Because when it's, like, that type of person, I just can't really... I can't really relate. I can't... I never want to open up to that person. Mm-hmm. I hate that. I never want to. Um, but I think the way I, that I would open up is if I feel like that person can connect to me, if that makes any sense. Yeah. If Like, if that person can... Like, seems trustworthy. Seems like um, they show actual interest in me as a person and um shows uh like has like respect you know because because then if it's not all those things i'd rather just not you know it's not worth the time yeah
1: i think it's the tone that someone comes at me because so like i looked it up and vulnerable means in danger or exposed to so like like I, I just imagine myself like in like 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 a road rage type of situation and it's like someone like cuts you off and flips you off, like they're coming at you with some kind of, you know, anger or something. And and I'm gonna respond with that amount of uh you know, I'll yell at you too, I'll try and catch up, even though I shouldn't. But <laughs> Or if someone comes up to you, like if it's just like someone on the street and like if you're walking in, in New York City and someone's like, hey man, like uh, I'm, in a, I'm in a play. I got tickets. I'm trying to sell some tickets. Uh, I, I'd probably be like, oh, what's it about? No, I'm not going to come, but you know, tell me a little bit about yourself. I would respond with the amount of, you know, if he's, if he's just like, you know what I'm saying? Like if he's calm and talking in a cool voice, So it's, like, about the tone, you know? Mm
0: -hmm. Nice. Very solid answers.
3: Before I answer, can you read the the card again one more time?
0: Sure. How does one earn your vulnerability?
3: Uh, I guess it's all about context. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, I don't know. Uh, A nice big smile. There
1: you go. <laughs>
0: there you go. You always want a friendly face when you're first meeting yep. someone. Can't deny yeah. that. Sweet. Well, thank you, guys. That yeah. That's everything we had uh, planned out for this episode. So if there's anything right. you guys want to plug, like your album or any shows, this is the this is your chance to do so. Yo,
3: Art, it's Slime. It's available on all platforms right now. We got Sugarcoat Deluxe Vinyl. Sugarcoat Deluxe is our EP. Um, Go purchase some vinyl. Uh, We have a tour coming up in the fall. It is with bands like Forever Came Calling, Home Safe, Nominee, Death Lens, Handguns. Let's go. We will see you. We are coming to your town. You have no excuses. Get your tickets. And then
1: one more show. New Jersey. Booten. Where I'm from. A boy named John living strange living
4: strange july 30th very cool uh yeah. lastly we're i'm about to post a metalli uh, uh, polytalica shirt
2: i poly- poly-
1: like love it yep. it looks so Ma- cool metalliana oh Ooh. i like polytalica
4: both are very yeah,
0: good I like awesome thank
4: you so much for having us though yeah I thank appreciate-
0: you guys for coming on uh, um, this yeah, was really yeah, great I- you guys are sure. welcome back anytime thank you literally anytime you.
2: yeah we hope to catch you guys in guys. new york one day yeah, yeah for sure yeah, yeah
1: for sure All Definitely right. soon.
0: awesome thank you guys